0: I'm Hunter Logan, and welcome back to the Pro Football Stack. First up, a couple of games in the early set of games on Sunday. We're going to be stacking today in this first episode the Chargers and the Vikings, the Saints and the Packers, and the Texans and the Jaguars. We'll be back with another episode later on today, and then, of course... Two more tomorrow, and then Friday we'll be getting ready for the Monday night, Sunday night doubleheader. Well, you are got a Monday night doubleheader and then a game on Sunday night, as you know. But enough talk about the schedule. Let's get right into it with the Chargers and the Vikings, a battle of two 0-2 teams. You could really make the case that this game could make or break a season or even get a coach fired because if Brandon Staley loses this game, how can you convince management that you have this under control? Coming into this game, the Chargers open up as two-point favorites, but it's shifted now with Minnesota being favored by a point-and-a-half get the Chargers on the money line minus 106 the Vikings at minus 110 and the over under is set at 53 and a half now the Chargers coming in they're 0-2 overall and against the spread two overs in that time they're 0-1 on the road they're coming off of a loss in Tennessee they lost that game in overtime to a Nick Folk field goal it was just a perfect Titans win exactly how you just kind of like think the Titans aren't going to do anything and then they just beat the Chargers but I think it's time we realize that the Chargers they may just be overrated. Everybody kind of just loves Justin Herbert. And this is not a Justin Herbert problem. I think it's a entire team problem because Brandon Staley from a defensive background, they've been one of the worst scoring defenses in the NFL. They've been ranked in the mid to high twenties. No last year, they were like 28th in scoring defense. So you don't really keep the ball out of your own end zone. And also Brandon Staley's backed off of being super aggressive, like fourth and one from the Titans, 45 yard line. And he punted the ball. Like, if you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive. It just feels like he's too scared, and he doesn't want to lose. And also, a big note for the Chargers, Austin Eckler is going to be out indefinitely. He's out for this game, especially. So, no Austin Eckler, and really just got to see what they're able to do without Eckler, because I think the Chargers are going to be able to figure it out on offense, but... What are they going to do on defense? Because the Vikings have a pretty good offense as well. The Vikings, they're 0-2. 0-1-1 against the spread. 1-1 over under. They're 0-1 at home. They had that bad loss to Tampa Bay, which all of a sudden doesn't look like that bad of a loss because Tampa Bay is 2-0. But they're coming off of a loss last Thursday night against the Eagles. It was a tough loss for them because they kind of got back into the game. They had the Justin Jefferson play where... There was a touchback, and you kind of wonder what would have happened if that touchback didn't happen. But they did lose Udo with their guard. He's out for Minnesota, and that is a big loss because Minnesota's already kind of putting this whole offensive line together. That's why I have some concerns for Minnesota in this game. But I do like the Vikings actually at home. I think it's going to be a gritty game. I don't think they're going to get to the 53-and-a-half number, but I do think it's going to be somewhat of high scoring because you can even get a 30-to-20 game in it. Won't even reach that over. So I like the Vikings at home to cover the one and a half because I just can't find a way to trust the Chargers. And I'm going to go with the under, but I'm not so confident in the over-under as I am with Minnesota winning the game. Stay right there. We will be right back on the Pro Football Stack. We'll get into the Saints and the Packers here on the Pro Football Stack. We are back on the Pro Football Stack, ready to talk about the Saints and the Packers. Two teams, obviously new quarterbacks, new ideas. Let's get right into it with the lines opening up. With the Packers being favored by a point and a half at home in their home opener, and the Packers are now favored by two points, so it's Packers by two. You can get the Saints on the money line plus 110, the Packers at minus 130, and the over under is set at 42 and a half. Now the Saints are coming off of a win on Monday Night Football. They're 2 and 0 overall, and they're 0 1 1 against the spread. Two unders in that time. They just can't seem to find a way to put the ball in the end zone enough. They're also 1 and 0 on the road, like I mentioned. They did come off of a 20-17 victory against the Panthers, and Carolina kind of made that game close. They scored a touchdown with under two minutes left, and it was up to the onside kick, but Taysom Hill ran for a first down, and the Saints were able to close that game out. But the one thing you could say about New Orleans, their defense, still really good. And I still have some confidence in Derek Carr. I think a lot of people still do that, yeah, he's sh- not wouldn't want to say struggling right now, but they just haven't put it all together. But there's enough talent down there with Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. Alvin Kamara has not even made his debut yet. He'll be back in two games. So I think when Kamara comes back, it'll be more of a dual threat offense, and I think you're really going to see Derek Carr and the rest of that offense thrive when he comes back, and that's going to be a big relief for Dennis Allen. Right now it's just survive, survive, survive until Kamara comes back, but they're 2-0, and and they're beating teams that they should beat. Now for the Packers, you could say that last week they blew that game. But you could also say help is on the way. They're 1-1, 2-0 and against the spread, two overs in that time. And this is their home opener. They're coming off of a loss against the Falcons where they were up 24-12 and they found a way to just blow that game and choke it away. And give Arthur Smith credit. He's got that team in Atlanta ready to play, ready to go and winning games. They're 2-0 as well. But the Packers just, it felt like it was a game that they should have won. And Jordan Love, he's doing some good things and doing some things that make you like, What are you doing? Like when he fell over the offensive line. But I still have confidence in Jordan Love. It's his first couple of starts in the NFL still. It's his first time having this full time starting job. And also, help could be on the way. Christian Watson is questionable. Aaron Jones is questionable. I would keep an eye on that if you're going to bet on this game, see if those two guys are ready to go. But I do like New Orleans going into Green Bay and winning this game. I think it's going to be a very close game. I would not be surprised if Green Bay pulls it out, but I just think that the Saints defense is going to give the Packers offense trouble, and I like the Saints to go in there on the road, and I see it being like a low scoring game. I think it's going to be something like 20 to 13 New Orleans, so I like the under in this game. Stay right there. We will be right back on the Pro Football Stack to wrap this episode up with the Texans and the Jaguars right here on the Pro Football Stack. Welcome back to the Pro Football Stack. Of course, Hunter Logan back with you talking about the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Two teams at very different spots, but of course, an AFC South matchup, which is always entertaining. The lines opened up at the Jaguars, favored by seven. It's gone up now to minus eight and a half, so the Jaguars are eight and a half point favorites. You get the Texans on the money line, plus 330, and the Jaguars at minus 420, and the over-under is set at 43 and a half. Now, the Texans coming into this game, obviously, C.J. Stroud is the quarterback. He threw for over 300 yards last week, He but they're 0-2 overall and against the spread, one over, one under in that time, and... They did lose on the road in Week 1, so they're 0-1 on the road. They lost that game to Baltimore, 25-9. But for Houston, it was a tough loss for them against Indianapolis last week. Anthony Richardson goes out pretty early. Gardner Minshew comes in, kind of does what he has to do, keeps the ball away from C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud does throw for 300 yards. They were playing a little bit of prevent defense, but, hey, he threw for 300 yards in the NFL. That's a positive note. And for Houston, it's just... I don't want to say stringing it together, but they're just trying to find the best way to develop C.J. Stroud. But he's throwing a lot. He's throwing 45 passes a game. they got to find a way to get Pierce involved more in the offense, run the ball a little bit, try to keep these games close, keep the possession time up, because you can't keep putting the other team's offense out on the field, especially if you're playing Jacksonville in this game, because if you keep putting Trevor Lawrence on the field... Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars with Doug Peterson, they are mad. And the Jaguars, they are 1-1 one and one overall and against the spread. 1-1 one over, one under. They're 0-1 at home. They're coming off of a 17-9 loss against Kansas City. A game that, I, I mean, nobody's surprised the Chiefs won. I think we're just surprised about how the Chiefs won. We thought it was going to be high scoring, touchdowns left and right. And it just wasn't. The Jaguars couldn't figure out a way to really move the ball. And I expect a big offensive performance out of them. Calvin Ridley has looked good. I think we all kind of forgot just how good he is. They also have Zay Jones. They're also running the ball pretty well with ETN. I think that they're going to be able to take their anger out this week. I think it's really going to be the Jaguars looking at the Texans saying we need to get to 2-1 and one because we don't want to lose this division to Tennessee because I think a lot of people forgot just how good of a coach Mike Vrabel is. So I do like the Jaguars at home to cover this number. I think this is going to be a smackdown game. I do think the Jaguars are going to smack them around pretty good and I think it's going to be a convincing win. Something like 30-10, to 30-7, I don't really think the Texans have much of a chance in this game. So I'm going to go with the under because I just don't think Houston's going to score that many points. For more NFL, NBA, and NHL game and betting previews, head to the Sports Betting Stack. I'm Hunter Logan on this episode of the Pro Football Stack. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. So, you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. ba 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 If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.